Broadcasting from the Business Radio X studios, it's time for Workplace MVP. Workplace MVP is brought to you by R3 Continuum, a global leader in workplace behavioral health and security solutions. Now, here's your host, Jamie Gassman. Hi, everyone. Your host, Jamie Gassman here, and welcome to this edition of Workplace MVP. Today, we have a wonderful MVP to celebrate. We have with us Patrick Lynch, the Vice President of Global Operations for Career Minds, and he's also the current president of SHRM Atlanta. For anyone listening not familiar with SHRM, that is the Society of Human Relations Management, welcome to the show, Patrick, and thank you for joining us today. Thank you, Jamie. Let's start off, though, with you telling me a little bit about yourself and the career journey that you've had. Oh boy! Well, uh, uh, yeah. How many hours do we have? No. Uh, yeah, yeah. You know, my uh, uh, name's Patrick Lynch. I'm the vice president of global operations for a company called Career Minds. Uh, we are a, a global outplacement uh, provider uh, that helps organizations uh, across the world with uh, managing their employees when they have to do workforce reductions. So in the case of a, a company that has a layoff, they will assign their uh, employees to my firm. And then we uh, have consultants help them find uh, new employment, new opportunities as quickly as possible. Uh, my specific role is uh, I manage all of the global consultants uh, around the world. So it, basically anything outside of the U.S. is what I do. And so when our Client companies have uh, needs that uh, for employees and whatever continent it will be. My job is to get those people connected with the right consultants and then get them reemployed as quickly as possible. Great. And you're also involved in a number of various nonprofit organizations, along with your, the role that you hold at Sherman Atlanta. Can you share with us about some of the additional work that you do in your, your free time? Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, I'm, I just have an affinity to uh, uh, to just uh, give back and and be part of something else. Uh, Sherm Atlanta has been a wonderful opportunity in in terms of being a in the volunteer leadership for over ten years. And we'll talk more about Sherm in a in a moment. And I'm just very fortunate right now to be uh, the president for 2021 in this uh, unique. Uh, pandemic uh, year that we're going through. Uh, I'm also the uh, chairman of the board of a nonprofit called Special Pops Tennis. Uh, Special Pops Tennis is a uh, tennis program for the adaptive needs community. We're the largest adaptive needs uh, tennis program in the United States. And and we just connect the sport of tennis with, uh, you know, uh, adaptive needs of uh, young adults, adults that, uh, you know, want a chance to get out, you know, play a sport that's fun, connect with their friends and just uh, live life, play tennis and make friends. It's just, uh, you know, we're not a, a, a training academy. We're, we're really more about just connecting uh, the, the adaptive needs community with the mainstream community to get everybody to kind of get to know each other better. And then I, I don't know, it's just like uh, I'm, uh, other things that uh, just kind of really uh, 
get me interested is I've been a basketball coach for Special Olympics for a number of years. And uh, unfortunately, with Special Olympics, that they've been shut down now for well over a year. So we haven't been able to get together. And and then I, I guess because, you know, there's a spot on the calendar, I decided that I wanted to get involved in my local city government. And I live in Duluth, Georgia, and I'm on the uh, zoning commission. So so we get to hear all kinds of different zoning requests. And uh, and it just is nice to get plugged in with local government, learn learn more about how your city is run. And, uh, and I'd encourage anyone that... Uh, that has the time to do that, uh, to become part of it, because your respect for, you know, for government, and what it, and what services they provide will just grow astronomically when you just see all the talented people that are, are running the, your city government and doing all kinds of things for its citizens. Wow. Sounds like a great mix of, of different organizations to be involved yeah. in. Great advice on the the local government. That's, yeah. that's fascinating. So <clears throat> with Sherm Atlanta last mm-hmm. month, you had a conference. Yes. So what were some of the common themes? Obviously I'm sure being an HR co- conference, there were probably a lot of common themes that were popping out at that conference over from over the last year. Um, what were some of the main things that you, you were discussing and, and, you know, educating HR leaders on at that conference? Yeah, the I'll tell you, Jamie. The, one of the first things wasn't necessarily uh, related to content, but it was really interesting in that uh, you know, like uh, the whole world, everything's been done virtually, and uh, you know, we had and Sherm uh, uh, had the big one of the biggest components of Sherm is is community and being a HR people being able to connect with their peers and and just share best practices, network, grow professionally. And it just becomes a bit of a challenge when you do this all virtually. And what we noticed was that attendance at our, our uh, events, our chapter meetings that turned to virtual meetings, they it was in a soft decline from the middle of last year to first quarter of this year. Well, uh, we we ran the Real HR, which is our the name of our symposium in late March, and we kept it. Uh, we kind of were real conservative in terms of how many people that we expected to see, and it ended up being two hundred percent higher than uh, what we had planned. And it told us that there is that people just really want to connect, and they it's just one that this pandemic induced virtual world that we're in is is just uh it, it's just it becomes just uh something that where you need to be able to just interact and connect with people and we have a one a great virtual platform that we use so that uh people can uh participate in real time and one thing i noticed was that and it's different than going to a live meeting where you're in an audience listening to people here. It's a, you'll see a, a presenter and they'll be presenting, but then along the right side, there'll be a chat window where people are, are just, you know, writing comments and, and asking questions. And, and uh, what we've seen is the level of engagement has substantially increased uh, as a result. And so we had a lot of really engaging uh, 
engaging presentations and content. Big things uh, that were there. One is legal. I mean, there's just with, you know, uh, do, do you require vaccinations? Do you, uh, you know, how do you safely bring people to work? How, you know, all these things are that are uh, legal uh, in terms, our membership is just always looking for answers because it's, it's moving very fast. Obviously, we have a new uh, administration that's come in and there's been a lot of new changes that they uh, have implemented and plan to implement. So what does that mean for uh, HR and their decision makers? Uh, there's also everything uh, that's kind of the fast moving societal change. So how you have so many things, the murder of George Floyd, racial uh, injustice, income inequality, just, uh, you know, just the Me Too movement. How and how does that impact the workplace and what the, as an HR leader, how do you manage, manage all of that? So that was another interesting uh, 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 theme and content that came up. Last one is, uh, I'll call it, and we'll talk a little more about this, but culture. And, uh, you know, it, now, you know, it, what we've seen is everybody's uh, worked, working virtually and coming out of the pandemic, there's that element of work from home, work anywhere you want, that is going to stay with us. And that in a way is very liberating. It's great. But now how do you, how do you maintain a culture and maintain engagement when you don't have everybody under one roof and, and you can rally everybody together? It's, you know, and you, you have now this separation uh, and that's on a lot of, uh, you know, HR decision makers' minds in terms of just how we're going to kind of keep this um, all together when you have people that are working who knows where. Yeah. And and what and who knows what time if they're not on an hourly clock, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Tell, yeah. Well, at, being in global, global operations, I, uh, you know, I'm on, you know, I, I'm talking to people all the time in all kinds of time zones. So, uh, yeah, I, if I look tired, there's a reason. Yeah. Well, and it's it, so I, I got to imagine with some of those different, you know, areas that you you mentioned with the DE and I, you know, diversity, mm-hmm. equity and inclusion, as well as like cultural, like how do you keep that culture of your work environment <clears throat> from your perspective with all of those, you know, what impact does that have on that current climate climate uh, mm-hmm. with your HR leaders? Yeah, the. um well, there's there's a few things, uh, you know, like with uh, societal change, uh, I, I can kind of uh, address that, that, uh, you know, after, you know, with with the pandemic, George Floyd, there was a, a number of other uh, unfortunate situations that came after that. There was it just seemed like it, it was real it, that the the out you can't just separate the outside world from the workplace it was all starting to come together uh we saw that at sherman atlanta and we um uh, started creating conversations where people could get uh we have a, a member connect uh online community that we just started organizing uh group chats where people could safely talk and just kind of try and gain an understanding and, and just uh, better, uh, just, you know, uh, better connect and, and just find, you know, some 
some answers, some solace, just things that will just help them get through this. Uh, one of the things that came out of that uh, was that we created a group uh, called HR for Change. And uh, this committee now is, uh, is uh, commissioned to help us as a, uh, as a chapter, as an organization, be proactive and be connected in terms of what, when there's societal changes that are going on, that we are going to uh, not just wait and react, we will uh, have a point of view and we will uh, be able to uh, move on these. And we'll also be, it'll always be there as a forum for our membership to, to come and be able to speak out. And uh, uh, just really, really fortunate that we, uh, uh, one of the leaders in uh, Atlanta, uh, Dr. Ayana Cummings, is uh, agreed to come on and be the chair for HR for Change. And her, along with Jackie Choice, who's uh, our business development uh, director, I have uh, kind of co-partnered in terms of making this thing happen. And I'm, you know, it's just wonderful in terms of the things that they're, that they're doing in terms of being able to get out and, and talk about this because uh, Jamie, it's just, you know, this, it, this is uh, going, going to be a, just a, a, ma a major trend that's going to impact the world of work now and well, well into uh, the future. I mean, I just read uh, uh, a blog uh, over the weekend that uh, the CEO for, uh, uh, it's a project management, management software called Basecamp, wrote a message to all of his employees just saying, I'd like everyone to stop write, uh, commenting on anything political using company email. I want the every every all employee communication to just be business. And uh, all of a sudden, he, he, 40% of his uh, employees quit. And, and, uh, and it's like, well, I didn't quite expect that outcome. And, uh, and, and the point was that, yeah, that they, they have something on their mind, they want to be able to speak that, Yes, you, you have to you have a, a you can't let it derail operations. You, let, you can't let it uh, stop the company in terms of what it's trying to do for its business goals. But nevertheless, they you know, they, this is something that is not easily compartmentalized. And you you just put it in a box outside the company office door and then come in. And uh, and so that's where I, I you just see HR for change is going to be something that uh, I just really uh, feel is going to be important. And it's going to be a, uh, something to give people that opportunity to talk about. Yeah, absolutely. Because, you know, obviously the one thing we know that's a, a guarantee is change. So I think yeah. that's a great concept that you've, you've established there. Um, you know, and looking at you know, change and, and other, you know, obviously concerns that have come, you know, into that, that HR leaders face on a daily, what are some of the more common challenges or the current challenges that yeah. HRs are, HR leaders are trying to overcome right now? Uh, a big, a big one is, uh, is what, what a return to work is going to look like. So, uh, you know, the pandemic was, 
just more or less mandated everyone work virtually and unless you were it was something that you were the nature of your job was essential and you needed to be in but for professional uh, pe people people in offices that uh, all of a sudden now everybody was was virtual and then there's you know from call it march of last year to where we are today there's been a, sl a slow return but with that return, there's a lot of complexity because now how do you how do you go and you know safe you know create a a safe workspace? How do do you uh, ask or mandate that uh, all employees who return be vaccinated? Uh, do you, you know how you know do you need to uh, now retrofit uh, your office space to have things? become, uh, you know, safer. So you have like dividers, spacing, you know, just all these, you know, just all, all it's, it's cost complexity in terms of just what, uh, you know, what you need to make a, a safe workspace. And then, uh, you know, you just start to really, you know, the one thing COVID did is it accelerated trends and distributed work was a trend that was taking place. It was just slowly, but then all of a sudden it took a five-year trend and, and it became, and it turned, it, it happened upon us in, in one month. And now, you know, what you're looking at is just how do you, uh, do you really need all the office space that you, that you require? And, uh, and so what, what do you do? I just read uh, IHG, which is a wonderful, company here in Metro Atlanta, you know, they have uh, like 200,000 plus square feet over in great, uh, great space in Ravinia over by the perimeter area. And now they're, they're reevaluating just how much of that space do we really need upon the return? And, and they'll go and look at potentially subletting some of that space with the eventual goal that it goes away. So now all of a sudden you, you have these organizations with smaller footprints and, and uh, more distributed uh, people. And then now you look at a distributed workforce. Uh, you know, I mentioned as far as how, you know, as far as that, how do you maintain uh, as far as culture and how in engagement and making sure that people feel connected because uh, any of us who, who've been, doing all of our work for the past 12 months over a zoom meeting screen realized that, yeah, there's a low, it only goes to a certain level of connection being talking to people over a computer screen. And so what do you do to make people really start to feel connected and, uh, and belong. And, uh, it's, it, and then you start looking at some of the things that come out of that, Jamie, like, uh, now, when you recruit and do talent, do you do you need to be geographically bound? I mean, if you have an open HR manager role, can that person be uh, can be in Tennessee or Austin, Texas, or uh, I mean, do their job effectively? I mean, do you really start to uh, rethink where where your employees need to be? And on the flip side, you know, I, I'm just thinking in the future, how uh, career pathing and advancement is going to take place if uh, people are all distributed, because uh, the facts are that, you know, a lot of uh, 
a lot of advancement comes with uh, not just skills, but the relationships you build. And, you know, those relationships are so much easier when you're in a centralized workspace, you interact with people, you have hallway conversations, you're in a conference room and you get, you're standing up and, and presenting and, and people get to know you and what you are. And now all of a sudden everybody's off and, and the only interactions through a computer, uh, will that uh, slow uh, career, you know, as far as career growth for people? I don't know. Uh, it's going to be it's going to be interesting in terms of where all this heads. So it's uh, some fascinating stuff ahead of us. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, I feel it myself and interacting yeah. with coworkers, and it's all by Zoom. I think you have to readjust that when you get into the workplace. That it's almost like your whole work environment is shifting a yes. second time. Absolutely. Yeah. So. <clears throat> on that same vein and looking at challenges, what are some of the advantages that HR leaders have right now? You know, because I always look at like, what is the optimistic side of it? You know, some of the things mm-hmm. that are good that HR leaders have that maybe they didn't before. Well, uh, we meant, we, we did talk one as far as that uh, uh, kind of the distributed workforce uh, does open up talent pools in terms of now you don't have to necessarily think that everybody has to live within uh, your geography, commute to the office in order to attract new talent. That that is going to be uh, you know just a a big uh, a big opportunity. I think uh, also uh, it's it's a, a big opportunity in terms of uh, looking at the um, the upskilling, reskilling new skilling of their of their employees and and really start to bring back uh, the whole uh, uh, talent development part of uh, of work because uh, the the demands of of every workplace every you know I've heard the saying and and it it really does ring true that every job in a way is a tech job now and uh, I mean, my daughter, you know, she's a box off. She's a box office manager for a theater company. But, you know, the first thing that they uh, will look at is her ability to use the software that they that they use for ticketing and and uh, patron management and everything. And it's all. And so it's, you know, in some ways, a tech job. And that's uh, what the world of work is very much becoming. And so. With that, you know, uh, you know, HR is going to be looking at okay, how can we make sure that our, our that we have the skills that we need? Because uh, Jamie, it, it breaks my heart when you always hear about all these unopened or these unfilled jobs that you know, and they just can't find the right people, and yet then you know we you know my company will see people that are are uh, made redundant and uh, are laid off. And, and so, you know, somewhere, you know, is there a way to connect those two dots and, and find these, uh, these new uh, streams where people can get redeveloped, reskilled, and be able to uh, be ready for the demands of the new world? Like a way to <clears throat> channel those transferable skills. You know, yep. they might have been in one industry, but what what have they established as as an employee that could be utilized in maybe a different industry? 
Interesting. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I look at my career, you know, prior, prior to being in the um, HR and outplacement space, I, I uh, was in a career in, uh, in uh, marketing and it was, uh, and it was basically, <clears throat> I'll call it consumer products marketing. And, uh, and then within that, I, I look at, you know, I, I started out in food products, but then moved to health and uh, health and beauty aids, uh, then moved to uh, office products. And, uh, and the one common theme was, you know, that these all were, you know, products that, that a uh, consumer had a need for. So whether it was a, a soap, a lotion, a carbonated bath tablet, that, that's a story unto itself. But, uh, but uh, you know, steel safes, office paper, you know, uh, office furniture. I uh, there was always that common theme, and there was that transferability that I once you built a, a, a like a, a marketing skill stack, I could then come into a new situation and apply it, and that goes with every you know everybody in in the workplace that you know they you go and and start thinking about this skill stack that you are are building and 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 be be very aware of it. Uh, I had a chance, gosh, this goes back uh, like now almost two years ago to do a presentation for the rising leader group at Sherm Atlanta. And uh, these are all people under, you know, 35 and under. So their careers are just, are just more or less starting. And, uh, and they asked me to talk about that, about building a skill stack and some of it's deliberate, some of it isn't, you know, but, all of a sudden you look and you say, okay, I, you know, I, I got a degree in, in uh, history as an undergrad. And you think, well, that didn't really help me in business. Well, it taught you to write, taught you to research. <laughs> and, and Jim, you can see where this is going. You start to think, okay, here's, here's the, this, this skill on top of this skill on top of this skill now gives me uh, the, the value that I can come into a, in or your organization and help you with fill in the blank. Yeah, absolutely. So that gets me to my next question, which is yeah. looking at your career and, right. you know, and looking at over the course of your career, has there been like a situation or a challenge that you faced either in your marketing role or an HR role that prepared you for navigating this last year or navigating what's to come? Like just that gave you some really good experience that, you know, you could share as kind of an example to HR leaders of how you've grown and and been able to utilize maybe some of that, that learning. Yeah. You know, it's, um, you know, my, you know, my career path, you know, is one that, you know, I, I mentioned, I had a, uh, career in consumer products marketing, but then I I had like in a in a two year period uh, situation where I, my uh, job at one company was el- was eliminated. I moved to a second company. I I'm there two years, and then they want me to relocate uh, to, and I I just couldn't, so I ended up exiting. And then I went through a pivot and thought, okay, where do I really want to go? And is this a time for me to do something different? And that's how I entered the HR, uh, the HR space and the outplacement space. And, 
and that's 10 years uh, now that I've, I've been in it. Uh, in, the, in what I've had uh, while here is that, you know, I've just learned that, you know, that as far as the adaptability and being able to uh, just, you know, shift uh, so that you always have a strategy. So, you, you know, uh, you, that you keep move that you're moving ahead with a, a plan, but you don't just stop and, uh, and, and, and ignore what's going on around you just so you can stick to your strategy. And great, great quote from Mike uh, Tyson, the world philosopher, that everybody has a plan until they're punched in the face. And, uh, and so I think that's, you know, what a lot of us saw in the past 12 uh, 12 months in terms of, okay, what, what did happen? And I, my heart goes out to all the people who were, are in industries that were impacted due to no fault of their own. And I, I mentioned my daughter, she's in theater. Well, live theater ended uh, and her, and, and that was a really hard on, you know, her, all her, you know, coworkers. And, and it was, and they're just now climbing, climbing back, <clears throat> but it's okay. Now it's, it's not what, it's not like what uh, events happen to you. It's how, it's what you do when, uh, as a result of what the events have, uh, as a result of the events. And, uh, and so that's where everybody has to be uh, looking and, and thinking about new, new ways to just kind of reinvent themselves or, you know, try and, okay, maybe this is the change I needed to go and, and try something different. I mean, there's been a, a whole host of uh, great, inspiring stories that I've, that I've seen, uh, seen from people and, uh, and outplacement, you know, client, you know, participants, clients that have reached out to me just, you know, uh, you know, over the years in, in terms of things they've done, uh, they really changed and made a profound impact on their life. So it's, uh, yeah, it's, it, we, I think if we're looking at a theme on this one, Jamie, it's change. You know, I think that uh, that's probably the, just know that it's there, embrace it and, and, uh, and do the best you can with it. Yeah. Great. Great advice. So real quick, we're going to have a word from our, our show sponsor. Uh, mm-hmm. So Workplace MVP is sponsored by R3 Continuum. Ensuring the psychological and physical safety of your organization and your people is not only normal, but a necessity in today's ever-changing and often unpredictable world. R3 Continuum can help you do that and more with their Continuum of Behavioral Health, Crisis, and Security Solutions tailored to meet the unique challenges of your organization. Learn more at www.r3c.com. So just a few more questions for you, Patrick. Um, so there's something that you're involved with at Sherm Atlanta that I've been told you're quite proud of, um, you know, something that you've done within your term as president there. I'm wondering if you might be able to share with us what that is. Uh, can, you give, <laughs> can you give me a, is it? <clears throat> something, it, it must've been like some type of a program or something that you started or work that you guys have done at Sherm Atlanta. Well, and I think I, you know, spoiler alert. I think we already talked that as far as the HR for Change, which is uh, uh, great. Uh, I think the other one that uh, you know that I really 
and we, you know, we, we talked to HR for change pretty thoroughly, but the other one, Jamie, that I was, uh, that I have been very proud of was uh, creation of a program called shift, which is uh, start having intentionality for transforming your career. So it's just, but uh, uh, what we the shift uh, did was that it was a one day event and it was the first time where Sherm Atlanta collaborated with NAAA HR Atlanta, which is the National Association of African Americans in HR. So our two groups, you know, jointly put on this event. And so there was a just the ability to just uh, all of us to get to know each other, build relationships. And we built uh, an event that was for, uh, basically for people that were in HR, that were in transition, looking for new careers, looking uh, to uh, make a, um, uh, as far as like an advancement in their career or were new to Atlanta. So that, you know, just, so in, we had a one day event, uh, just content all built around, you know, just uh, career transformation, career development and, uh, two years uh, running, it was a sellout. Uh, uh, I think probably the biggest thing wasn't necessarily the sellout, but it was the relationships that uh, that we were able between uh, Sherman Atlanta and NAAA HR Atlanta, that those relationships that were developed and continue to this day was uh, just something that I, um, that, you know, I really, you know, that really will stay with me forever. And, uh, and it was what it's like one of those things in where the, it was a lot of hard work, but you would every time I would always look forward to it. You know, it would be like a five month intensive to get us to the, uh, to the finish line. But I, I, you know, I had a smile every day. Uh, and I think it was the people and the relationships and, knowing that we were, you know, that we were really helping uh, a lot of people in the, uh, in our community. So yeah, that would be uh, the thing that, you know, along with HR for change, right. which is kind of now the present day that I'm, I'm most happy with in terms of uh, leaving any kind of legacy for Sherm Atlanta. Wonderful. Wonderful. And I know Sherm at a national level has different yeah. programs that they've been launching as well. I think I heard about like a Paragon Labs or, mm-hmm. um, so can you share a little bit about that, about some of the other maybe programs that, you know, whether it be Sherm Atlanta or Sherm yeah. National um, have, in, have in place? Yeah, sure. Sherm, yeah. And uh, one thing is that Sherm, Sherm National is 300,000 members and it's uh, a strong lobbyist, you know, it, it, it's a strong and effective lobbyer in Washington, D.C. for all things around the, uh, the workplace. And it's just, you know, it's got just a ton of smart people and innovative programs. And uh, and they, they've been very supportive of Sherm Atlanta. Uh, one, we are one of the uh, chapters then of Sherm, uh, Sherm National, and so Sherm Atlanta is one of the top six chapters across the country, and and we all roll up to national. Uh, the, the you mentioned Paragon Labs, which was a, 
really interesting uh, uh, initiative that Sherm National has done where they uh, basically are creating a startup incubator for HR tech uh, companies. And they're looking specifically for HR tech companies that will make the workplace better. So not necessarily, you know, the slickest software, but what if it's going to have a positive impact in terms of how to, uh, you know, make uh, in workplaces more um, uh, diverse, you know, just more, more engaged, more, you know, just to, you know, create, a, you know, something that where pe people are going to be more productive, just, and so there's a, all, and so what Paragon Labs uh, did this year was they had a, a like a Shark Tank kind of uh, event where they had uh, uh, startups in uh, all these various major metro areas uh, come and, and present and present their ideas. And then uh, the pan a small panel of judges would uh, rate them and, and the top uh, three uh, move on to uh, a, a, a like a second round which ultimately is going to lead to uh, a final gr a group of finalists that are going to go to Sherm National in September at the Sherm National Las Vegas uh, conference and we'll uh, have like final judges. Uh, I got a chance to sit uh, in a, as being one of the Atlanta judges and uh, uh, Jamie, it's just, it's just so impressive, you know, meeting, uh, you know, these, you know, these, and they're startups, you know, they're being, uh, they're just people, they, they have an idea, you know, they got a passion, they're running with it, you know, they, they, they have to come and make a pitch. And, uh, and I think I, yeah, I think I was more of the Paula than the Simon, you know, in terms of uh, trying to be encouraging to them. And uh, I, you know, I was just so, you know, I've been impressed and uh, Paragon Labs, uh, it's run by a uh, really smart guy, Guillermo Cora, Coria. Uh, and, uh, he's, uh, he's finished all the, gosh, I can't tell you how many different, uh, uh, contests that they've had across the country, but now they're, they're in the process of moving people in the next round. And I really look forward to seeing the finalists in uh, Las Vegas in September. Oh, that sounds amazing. What a great way to use kind of a, a concept that's out there, but putting it into, you know, a business context and, and, and yeah. using it as a way to, um, have a little fun with, uh, rewarding people who have those great ideas. That's, that's Absolutely. great. So, and I know you mentioned, um, Sherm national, um, mm -hmm. Las Vegas in September, you know, um, what other events and resources or tools, um, are available to members or even non-members, um, of yeah. Sherm? Well, for, uh, for us, uh, uh please go to shermatlanta.org and uh, just uh, in, and just that's our, uh, the website for, for my, uh, my chapter. And you'll, you'll find, a, you know, in the uh, events tab, all kinds of uh, events that we have coming up. We're doing a out uh, our first like live in person uh, event in June uh, in uh, at the Atlanta zoo. So it'll be outside and, uh, so we'll we'll be able to talk HR, be a little Doctor Doolittle, and and talk HR amongst the animals. Uh, uh, we're going to uh, also have 
a August in-person event at the aquarium. And, uh, you know, so that, that'll be uh, our chance to start to get back to normalcy and, and meeting, which is kind of one of our strengths. Our uh, annual meeting is, uh, uh, in September, it's the 20, 21st to the 23rd. And, uh, and so that's a, a great, a great, uh, multi-day event that we'll have at the Cobb Galleria. Uh, and then, you know, just if you check out our site, there's just a lot of really great opportunities and reasons to become a member. Uh, I mentioned it, rising leaders, anybody that's 35 and under that, wants to uh, accelerate their network and meet a lot of smart people that are rising in the profession. Here's a chance with this, uh, this group to meet on a monthly basis and, and learn and grow. Uh, we have um, an accomplished leader exchange where uh, H senior HR leaders uh, for companies that are we have two groups, one from companies that have 250 to 1,000 employees. They they all get together and have peer-to-peer -peer networking, best practice sharing, ability to really learn from others and you know that share similar experiences to your own. And then we have an accomplished leader exchange for uh, HR leaders with companies over a thousand because that's a you know, now you're getting into the enterprise level firms and they just have different uh, needs and challenges and they get a chance also to interact and, and benefit from that peer to peer connection. Uh, we just wrapped up a, a great program on uh, mentoring where uh, as part of our members, we do uh, a, we connect senior HR leaders with people uh that are rising, you know, you know, rising their career, mid-career, and just want to connect with somebody to to get mentoring advice, you know, whatever it is, you know, we, you know, kind of a lot of it's around career advancement, uh, you know, and so we just we created a cohort where we we uh, basically do kind of it's kind of like speed dating, so it you know it's not on your phone and you have to swipe right or anything like that to meet somebody. We make it real easy and connect people. And uh, that's just been uh, just a, a great, uh, a great member benefit. And, uh, and all the, you know, all of the things uh, here are all built around that community, building your network and really just getting smarter in the areas of HR. And uh, you see, I, you know, my voice goes up a, a half octave when I'm talking about it, because I mean, I mean, it's just a lot of great things we have going on. Wonderful. Sounds like it. And what yeah. a great way to be involved in the community <laughs> of people that are fellow leaders like yourself and enjoying kind of the same line of work and learning off of each other. Mm -hmm. um, if somebody wanted to get in contact with you or connect with you, yeah. how would they be able to go about doing that? Well, uh, uh, my my email is p p lynch p l y n c h at careerminds.com. and uh, just email me. Uh, you can always find me on uh, LinkedIn and uh, connect with me. I I, I love making new uh, connections. And I mentioned as far as any information around uh, Sherm Atlanta, that's uh, shermatlanta.org. And Career Minds, uh, we, we're at uh, careerminds.com. 
And uh, so, you know, just uh, I encourage anyone to reach out to me and, and we'll talk about anything. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much for letting us celebrate you today, Patrick. It was great hearing your stories and, and getting your advice that we can share with our listeners. And we appreciate you. And I'm sure your organizations and employees do as well. And we also want to thank our show sponsor, R3 Continuum, for supporting the Workplace MVP podcast. And to our listeners, thank you for tuning in. If you've not already done so, make sure to subscribe so you get our most recent episodes and other resources. You also can follow our show on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Twitter at Workplace MVP. If you are a Workplace MVP or know someone who is, we want to know. Email us at info at workplace-mvp.com. Thank you all for joining us and have a great rest of your day.